All right, we are here. It is Tuesday for our special edition Confidence Strategies with moi, Carmen Milagro. Thanks for joining us today. I love it when we have these special editions because that means that something exciting, something really fun, something that is extraordinary happened. So we had to create a special edition for you. Um, it is November 9th and we are going to start with our very special guest. But first, for those of you that don't know me, I am a confidence strategist. I'm a hospitality consultant, a CBD educator, an entrepreneur artist, basically, and I'm your host. I love what we do here at Confidence Strategies because of the feedback that we get of people just tuning in, not really ex knowing what to expect, and they walk away with a new, renewed sense of purpose or a new way to look at a challenge and they feel inspired. That's that's really what this is all about for me. It's hoping to connect with you on some level where we collectively, the guests and myself, can help you in some way or inspire you in another way or just make you feel good because this this show is really we want to help you level up. We want to help you learn and grow and possibly even reinvent yourself. I've done that many times. Most of my guests have done that as well. And so it's really great when a young person hears this because then it's like, oh, it's okay to change my mind in the middle of this journey. Yes, it doesn't have to be in your 20s. It can be in your 50s. When you change your mind and you want to do something else, our advice is do it, go for it. So that's really the crux of it. And then our guests also share, they share their stories of triumph and challenges and passion and purpose and their opportunities. But they also, they also might just give you their key to living a confident, beautiful life. So when that happens, that's even more special. And we also talk about why it's important to believe in yourself. So the point of all of this is that it's all good and it's all positive. We want to flourish and thrive together as a whole human community, as the human race. Um, I hope that you'll be delighted, that you'll be educated, that you'll be entertained and engaged. And today's webisode is sponsored in part, as always, by Music City. That is what we do at Music City, is inspire and hopefully we mentor and coach people that are living their best life in the music arena. So without further ado, let me tell you a little bit about our special edition guest today. Uh, his name is Chef Ranjan Day. Uh, he is the owner of San Francisco Legacy Business, the New Delhi restaurant, but Chef Ranjan brought his branded restaurant from Hong Kong to San Francisco in 1988, and he has shared his own unique hospitality style with royals, presidents, celebrities, and he has served over 2 million guests worldwide. That is quite a feat in itself, but there's so much more. Chef Ranjan is also an entrepreneur, and he's one of India's most prominent cultural ambassadors Plus, he's the star of the documentary series, My India with Ranjan Day. He's also created New World Spices, 
a company inspired by six kings and queens of ancient India. And he devotes his heart, his soul, and his fundraising efforts in support of the children through his charity called Compassionate Chefs Cafe. The, this charity helps 300 children in San Francisco and India, and it helps them to become global citizens, just like you and I. So we want to talk about that for sure today. Um, he is also the co-founder and co-producer with myself of a new program that we just announced. We're launching it in March of 2022. It's Legends Live at Compassionate Chef's Cafe. It's an interview series, which we will be featuring legacy musicians and recording artists from the Bay Area. And those proceeds are going to go to, you guessed it, Compassionate Chef's Cafe. So without further ado, I hope I covered everything. Let me bring on our special edition guest, Chef Ron John Day. Hello, Chef. Hello. How, <laughs> How are, are you? you? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to see you. Nice to see you too. And by the way, congratulations on a milestone. I know you just celebrated something very special. You're a legacy business in San Francisco, which is special in itself. But why don't you share with us really quickly what you just celebrated? We just celebrated our 33rd anniversary. Um, this particular anniversary was extra special to us. After our 30th anniversary, we took uh, a sabbatical of almost like three years because we were going through COVID. And that was kind of like our defining moments. You know, I mean, we didn't know how to get back up again. And it's our community around us who kind of give us that support to stay alive, stay inspired, and work really hard to get over it. So this 33rd anniversary was in celebration of that. It was in celebration of saying thank you and being grateful to our community. It was an amazing success. It was. It was really beautiful. And I, you know, this is this is the first time that you and I've ever done an interview, which is really kind of crazy when I think about it. But it's really my honor and my pleasure that to have you as our guest. And I really would like to sort of, con you know, just dive right in. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you started in the kitchen, what it was like, how old were you? And then we'll sort of fast forward to where we are today. How much time do you have? <laughs> you, you, you can, I know you can condense it a little bit, but it, it's a fascinating so, story and it's really important because yeah, we're going to tie all that together. Yeah, it started quite some time back uh, when I was 14. Uh, I was still in ninth grade and I got caught smoking cigarettes. I'm not the poster child of smoking. Oh. And uh, my dad told me to go get a job and smoke with my own money. Right. So that's when I approached if a uncle of mine who was a shoe chef in a five-star hotel in Kolkata in India and asked him if he could, you know, if you'd give me a job because I wanted to buy my mother some gold bangles. Not smoke my cigarette. <laughs> 
So your priorities. <laughs> this is called upselling, right? <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> so I got the job. It was uh, 50 rupees, which is less than a dollar for a whole month on weekends, uh, doing everything which nobody wanted to do. Clean the kitchen floor, grind the spices, clean pots and plants, peel like bags and bags of onions and potatoes and carrots and everything else. But it gave me that base, you know, it um, prepared me towards um, really competing for this uh, admission for this institute called Institute of Hotel Management, Catering Technology and Applied Nutrition. And it was very, very tough in those days. There was only four institutes in India and there was 2000 applicants. There was only 40 seats and 28 of us graduated. Um, and now we are spread all across the globe, you know. So that is how this whole story started. But I gave up smoking my first year of my college, and I've never touched it again. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I think it's it's really great to share these origin stories because everyone's journey starts for different reasons. They start in different ways. And I think by being able to share these stories, we're able to really show that, you know, anything is possible. And the, the main theme of this show, of course, is helping others, being a resource, hopefully, you know, creating uh, these moments of inspiration. But it's, but it's also about, you know, talking about self-confidence and self-esteem and how it's so different for all of us. Um, who would you say was your number one role model, your, your coach, mentor, you know, that, that person who really was your inspiration i know it comes from within as well and we have circumstances that affect us but anywhere along the line was there someone who really like pushed you really gave you like sound advice for for the foundation for who you are today my parents were always there they were always pushing me to go beyond and dream beyond what i can ever dream of achieving but one of the most beautiful hand of helping came from all the reading, being aware of everything around me. Um, and then really, really understanding we are all one of a kind. You know, none of us are different. You know, no two of us are ever the same. Each one of us are different. You know, our fingerprints is different. So we are all given this, you know, chance of being on this earth with a talent. Each one of us have a talent. Each one of us is finding that talent and being confident and embracing. You know, we come on this earth with empty hands, right? We're going to leave this earth with empty hands. And the first person you meet and who is going to be here on this earth, the last moment of your breath is going to be you. So you have to learn 
to appreciate who you are, you have to learn to love yourself. You have to learn to be just confident being who you are. And once you have that, you are like an oak tree, you know? You know who you are. Finding that self-worth is the most important thing. And that's the journey we should definitely focus on. And then you are at home, always. Oh, I love and that. you are at home because you are happy. And once you are happy, every moment you are living and breathing is a joy. I 100% love what you have said. To, to be at home in your heart, in your soul, in your body, that is the basis for self-esteem and self-confidence. But there are times in our lives when we don't have that strength to do that. Was there someone, was there a chef, for example, who took the time to see your talents in the kitchen? And was there someone that helped you to hone in on that? Was it, was it someone that... Or, or was it something where you just knew all along? Because that, that does happen. It, that is possible. There are people who, who just are able to draw from within no matter what their circumstances. What was your defining moment? Working in a kitchen during our days is actually going into a world where a chef is the king and he's going to kick everybody around. He's going to make your life miserable. Wow. Just because he can. I've heard this. And that I've whole culture that. has changed, but that's how it was. And that kind of teaches you the survival of the fittest. Right. I mean, simple things like, you know, India is a very ancient culture. It's a 5,000 year old culture. I mean, when we were growing up, we were the first few people who were learning the art and the science of culinary industry, the hospitality industry. Before that, everybody who came in almost couldn't read or write, but they were amazing craft people. Sure. And what they could hold over your head was that they could do certain dishes so well. And so they were not going to give it up for you easily. And that's why so many, so many of these recipes or techniques have been lost because this master craftspeople never wanted to share it with anybody unless you're almost like a, like born into that, like a son. In those days, it was just son, not daughters, but now son and daughters. Um, I know many, many amazing chefs whose son or daughters are doing amazing. But in those days, they will not share it. And so that will get lost. So what do you had to do to learn is to keep all your senses open and observe how somebody's doing it and be kind of sneaky about it because they are sneaky about not telling you what they're doing sure. and learning from it. And so all those things takes a lot of energy, you know, and a lot of tenacity, a lot of survival instinct to be able to overcome it. As you're doing it, there are 
few people along the way who will give you helping hands. But in my case, it was a survival. It was just learning from around me, from everybody, and seeing how I can make it better all the time. Mm -hmm. And people who were mentors to me is in the later years who actually gave me a chance to open restaurants. You know, from the time when I was a chef, then I became the manager, general manager, managing director of chains of uh, restaurants. And then later on in life, people who actually helped me start my own restaurant when I was 26 years old. Right. I'm 61 now. Uh, sorry, 64. I forget right. how young I look. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I have most probably opened over 40 restaurants all over the world. Right. And so being very, very aware and learning from your mistakes or adapting, for example, you see an ad which is selling butter, but you, you know, right away you can say, I can use that idea for right. selling maybe the butter chicken. Right. You know, how can I dovetail? So that's how a creative process starts. And people ask me about being passionate. You're so passionate. I, I mean, my definition of passionate is very different, you know? It's something you have to do over and over and over again. For example, chopping onions. Right. You're not right in the beginning, you're messing it up. And then you keep on practicing it, you get better. Keep on practicing some more, you get even better. Then you put a little twist as you're chopping the onion, which becomes your own. Right. So now you have created a new way of chopping onions, which you know nobody else does. And you are so excited about it. That's when the passion comes in. It doesn't just come in automatically. You have to work and keep on doing it. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And once you repeat, 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 you see a light. That's because you are doing it over and over and over again. And I really, in my life, less is more because that way you can focus on a path. You know, instead of doing too many things. Sure. So that doesn't mean you cannot explore other things, but you have to be really good at something. You know, once you're good at something, then it allows you to make many other complementary things. Sure. Which supports your core, you know, talent. I love and this. And build up like a really, really high rise on top of it. I love this because what you're talking about is also very relatable to music, of course, right? Or being a master of something. They say, do this for 10,000 hours over and over. I think that, that that across the board in any industry and in any art, that is one of the keys. Because what I have seen and what I've experienced myself is by developing those chops, no pun intended, um, from there, you are also adding and to that jar of confidence, you know, that that thing that we've got inside. The more you do something, the more comfortable you become, the more comfortable you become, the more confident you know how to do this thing or these yeah. things. You know that you know how to do it. And that's something that no one can take away from you. 
Yeah. People may especially, trust. Yes, especially if somebody else is doing next to you and you have gone through the same process and you give him or her a helping hand. Say, look, I, I have done this whole process, but if you go and do this, there'll be a shortcut. You get to do it much better right away. Right. That's where sharing comes. That's where the sharing comes of a master, of something you have a talent of. Because I believe for me, you know, sharing is so important. Once you share, whatever you have created or whatever your talent is, lives on forever. Unlike those amazing craftspeople who never shared and it died, but had they shared it with everybody, I mean, I'll give a small example. You know, there is a handkerchief bread, which we which we make um, in Indian cooking. And once it is rolled and it is as thin as a handkerchief, you put it on an overturned wok to cook it. And the wok has to be really hot because you you just put it on top of it and then you turn it and then it's done. And then you fold it like a handkerchief, put it away. So this is called rumali roti, handkerchief bread. So of My course, mouth is watering. I, I just want you to know. <laughs> hmm? My Sorry. mouth is watering now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pull my handkerchief out for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as a trainee in the Indian kitchen, they would say, okay, come on over, you know, turn over the breads, right? But they're actually trying to have fun at your expense. Because every time you try to put it on the overturned wok, which is red hot, right. end of your thumb, and this is touching it. Oh. Very soon you have blisters, right? But they won't sure. tell you what is the technique because they have been doing it. They don't burn their fingers. So, of course, I said, okay, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I went to the bathroom very slowly and turned around to see how they are doing it. Uh-huh. So when they put the bread at the very end, they turn it up a little bit. So there is a little, little lip, folder. a little edge. Yeah. Lip, right? Yeah. They won't tell you that. Oh. <laughs> so next time, okay, I, then I went to the bathroom, came back, and I just did the lip. Uh-huh. You didn't even tell them. So by doing these things, you're not asking them, please, please, please. You're going with them shoulder to shoulder, head to head. They start respecting you. They start sharing. Right. So you had to make your space. And that takes hard work. Yeah, you have to suffer a lot. As long as you're willing to give it all, you're going to win. Right. Well, and again, that stems from within, like I'm going to do this one way or another. And sometimes we do have to get our fingers burned a little bit, Yeah. but you know, it's, it's that price that you're willing to pay. Um, I just want to take a quick moment here. We have some folks that have been with us from the beginning that we started. So I just want to say hello to Dr. Kim and Nina Holm. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. You know, we'd love it when you all engage and, um, you know, just write your comments and you'll be able to do that on the Facebook page, Confidence Strategies, and on my personal page. I'll be sharing all this on YouTube, etc. So thank you all for, for tuning in. I know it's not our normal Tuesday night, but this is the special edition Confidence Strategies 
with Chef Ranjan. Chef Ranjan, my next question for you is, I know, well, let, let me kind of piggyback and go back a little bit of what you were saying. I, I understand and I, I too have seen how people don't share. One thing that I want to make sure that we, that I acknowledge, I know you are the opposite of that. Um, I can't remember. I always go through this in my mind. I feel like I've known you all my life. I can't remember exactly when we met, but from the moment that we met, you were sharing stories, you were sharing food, you were sharing, you know, history about your country and your experiences and your journey. So I know you to be the exact opposite of these examples that we were just talking about. In the way that you share your knowledge, you've done this in many different ways from what I've seen. You have been on shows and you've been, you know, you you do all these events and you share your passion and your purpose. You also talk about your tenacity of purpose and that your tenacity of purpose has helped you to achieve your goals. What do you mean by that, if you don't mind sharing? So let's take COVID as an example. You know, I believe every disaster has a seed of opportunity. It's how you look at it. I mean, this is the most difficult thing I have ever done. But those are the defining moments. That's when you have to pivot. That's where you have to be creative. That's where you can overcome this and, you know, rise on the other side way stronger. Uh, like I was a keynote speaker at Yelp and uh, I was given this stat, which was mind blowing because they told me 50% of small businesses, small restaurant businesses owned by small family and immigrants close their door for good in US and Canada. The yes, deep sorrow and the hurt and the pain involved in that is just crazy. But I am happy to say I'm not one of them, you know, and I'm not going to be one of them because of just making sure I made a decision, I'm going to overcome it, along with my team. I couldn't just do it myself. And my extended family and my community. Everybody helped me. And I was able to ask for help because I knew I couldn't do it by myself. So those are the two important things. I think you should be able to know when you can do it by yourself, when you cannot. And it is okay to say that I cannot, I need help. And then, you know, you do have tours, you do have well-wishers, you do have people who can bless you and give you the gift of showing the path to overcome it. So... That's how I did this one. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and it sounds like, and it, I think it ties right into my next question for you, because it sounds like that's one of the key ingredients for success is knowing when you can do it on your own and knowing when to ask for help. Is there another key ingredient for success that you would like to share? 
I think just understanding what you want in life is very important. You know, it's just, I feel there is two different kind of human beings in this society, in our community. I fall under the group who are trusting. I'm always trusting. The other group is distrusting. They're like, oh, what do you want? What's your agenda? And for me, I have an open arm. However, that means people are going to take advantage of that also. And I have been taken advantage of that. Yes. That means I'm not going to do it over and over again. I have to have my checks and balances. Exactly. But I want to be open to giving. There is so much joy in giving than just getting, you know, when you give without any agenda. So I also, one of my favorite thing, I always say when your intention is pure, universe helps you. Yes. Yes. Everybody can see what your intention is. Right. And everybody helps with open heart to help you, you know. So that's the thing. When you say something and you mean something else, people catch up very soon. Sure. It doesn't sure. work in long yeah. run. You know, yeah, like correct. talking about you and me, when did we first meet? We met when you were putting together this art show with David Pereira, who is yes. a concierge as yes. well as an amazing photographer. Yes. And I wanted to tell some of the stories related to food stories from those images and that's how we connected and uh, you know so yes yes it's, it's all about sharing and enriching exactly. everybody along the way yes and you do that so well and you've been doing it here in san francisco for so many years it's such a we are so lucky we are so privileged that you continue to build and expand the community, which is what you're doing with this project for 2020. Um, But before we get to that, I also wanted to talk about the work that you do, that you you pour your whole being into this charity. You know, Compassionate Chefs Cafe was one of the first things that you and I discussed. That I do remember. And what I got out of it is the not just the passion behind what you were telling me that you do, but the actions. It's one thing when you are passionate about, everyone can talk about how passionate they are about something, but really the rubber meets the road when it's it's accompanied by action. Could you tell us a little bit about what specifically it is that you are doing with children right here in, in the community in San Francisco in the tenderloin and the children in India, because I think what you are doing is more than sharing. It's more than just, you know, building. You are bridging, you're bridging community and, and love and passion and compassion between here and all the way over to India. And that is no small feat. But it is, it is possible together. And that's what we are doing. 
not one person. Everybody is doing it together. So Compassionate Chefs Cafe helps 300 kids in Tenderloin after school program in Tenderloin, which is one of the worst neighborhoods. Um, and we connect them with 3,000 kids across from Gandhi Ashram in Ahmedabad in wow. India to become global citizens. Because you and I, we are global citizens. And to do that, we have several programs. You know, One is a musical program called Beat Crazy Program. And what is a Beat Crazy Program? We bring in master percussionists from all different you know, uh, nationality. Tabla from India, Kitty Plus from South America, you know, you steal drums from, so all different. And beat is something everybody can understand. I mean, unlike a flute, it takes a long time. Right. Beat, it's like, a, it's like a heartbeat, you know? You can play drums, anybody can play drums. Maybe some of them are not on the beat, but you can still play drums, right? That's right. They can create sound. <laughs> so by bringing in the Beat Crazy program, indirectly, we are telling them about the whole world, you know? And yes. around that percussion instrument comes the culture, the food, and everything else. Yes. And then we also have a program where we take them around to all different universities to um, really understand higher education and how you can get out of this cycle when you really focus on higher education. Education is very, very important. Uh, we have the Hesting School of Law, a lot of, a lot of, um, volunteers from there helping them with homework because it is after school when you live in tenderloin you get into trouble so it's the mom and dad who are working two jobs and three jobs oh. they're the backbone of the hospitality industry in downtown san francisco but when they're not at home and you go down to the street what do you have you have the prostitutes you have the gangs you have the drugs you have the human trafficking and everything else in between. And they are predators. They're looking for young blood, you know? So we have a Tenderloin after-school program, which provides a safe place, space first. And then we help them with homework and with, you know, many other things. Sure. Then we connect them with these kids. Every seven years, we do an effort to bring in kids from India to meet them here in San Francisco. It takes seven years because the kids in India are from different slum area. Right. You know, they don't even have birth certificate, forget about passport. So right. it takes about seven years to do all of those things. In the meantime, they do a dance drama. There is a whole, you know, like audition process and 30 of them are selected to do a dance drama with one of Mahatma Gandhi's you know, philosophy. The last one was called Ekatwa. Ekatwa means oneness. That is only one race. That's human race and nothing else. And then they go to 11 different cities in India in the slum to perform it. So then it becomes something about sharing a message. It's never about coming or going to a different place. So we were able to do it twice so far. And 
uh, Compassionate Chefs Cafe started in 2005, and we are here in 2022. That speaks volumes. It speaks volumes to, again, not just the passion, but the action to, to create it, to keep it going. To I mean, like you said, it's, it's everyone working together. Uh, to yeah. me, it's incredible. I yeah. definitely want to be a part of the next trip when, whenever we can start travel like this again. I, I fell in love with this from the day that you told me about it because it's so much in line with what I was doing, you know, from 2005 to 2018 for 13 years um, with peanut butter and jam music sessions for kids. It's, it's always for me about music and food and community. And so I know that is why one of the reasons we connected um, the and basically that's really the, that journey of us getting to, to share our stories and our passions and our purpose, which has led us to legend series. So yeah, you tell us about your perspective about what this means, why why you're doing it. Why is this so important to you? You see, New Delhi Restaurant is a legacy business. You know, it's a legendary business in San Francisco. And because of what the community did to help us, what could it what could be better than giving a gift back to show appreciation? Right. And you and I, we have just just been talking about cooking a recipe together for so right. long. But we didn't know what we were going to cook. No, right? we didn't. And when this idea came about, like what can we do to preserve legacy and legendary historical moments mm-hmm. and archive it? We started talking and then we said, why not? I mean, this is a legacy business. Right. Why not do a series here, which is like a interview series right. with amazing entertainers and mu- musicians who are not somebody who is in the limelight, like the drummer of the BB King Correct. or somebody who put together the Grammys, mm-hmm. you know, and these are stories behind the stories which nobody have heard and we need to hear it and then archive it. Correct. And then you came up with the idea, how about a food part of it? <laughs> so then we just started thinking about it. I said, why not <laughs> do a royal table after the interview series, which is subscribed to, so people are going to pay good money, so, which is going to help Compassion Chefs Cafe also, and then feature one of the you know favorite dishes of our like keynote guest, mm-hmm. and then talk about the food memories around it and bring in another chef because, you know, we will be featuring Indian food, but if somebody loves a, like a Southern style fried chicken, right? I mean, most probably I can do it. But the thing is, I want a chef who is really famous for doing that to come in with that Southern style fried chicken. And right. tell the story, and we suddenly have all these food memories, which we can archive. You know, right. how delicious is it? You know, it can't be any more delicious. So, exactly. and you are a go-getter, Carmen. Yeah. You are a go-getter. <laughs> I love it. 
I don't like talking too much. I mean, I love to dream big. I want to put some together and then I want to work with people who can actually deliver. Thank you, know, you. likewise. You know, <laughs> and that's the whole idea. Then we have pleasure working together. I bring in what I'm good at, you bring in what you're good at, and it is like dovetailing it together and enjoying that whole beautiful experience. Yes. And I'm and all about yeah. creating the big, beautiful experience. And now, I mean, like, you know, universe helps when, you're, when your intention is pure. And we, I reached out to Jody and we have this amazing team who are going to, like, you know, archive everything, audio, visual, and everything else. And we have a director also, like, I know. We're patting ourselves on the back. Yes, we are. <laughs> but I think the, the point of this also is when you have that passion and that purpose with the confidence to continue to take action, this is how things get done. I, For me, this is really one of the greatest takeaways of our interview right now. We've had many, many discussions, but I love how all of a sudden all it's very clear that you know, you have to find people that, that share your passion, right? Yes. You yes. have to find people that understand the purpose. All of this that we're talking about is going to benefit Compassionate Chefs Cafe, mm -hmm. bottom line. But it's also going to benefit us because it feeds our soul and we're taking action. We have uh, this partnership where you trust one another. That's how things get done. One of the things that I think, if if nothing else, I hope that everyone listening today and, and, you know, hearing this story, and we're condensing it. I mean, I know you and I could talk for hours in detail, and then we go and do things. But how would you wrap this whole thing up? Um, I, I know for me, it's the value of, you know, people say business is business, and I do agree with that. But I also feel that business with friends, with trusted colleagues, is more than just business. That's that's the wraparound for me. What would what would you say, Chef? That this that's, that's exactly my model of doing business. I do business with people for people long term. Whenever I'm doing something new, I don't look for people. I know who I can reach out to, to be on my team, because it's all about carrying each other to enrich each other, you know? And it's all about enjoying the process. When I know you, I know you. Yes. So I will enjoy the process. And if I am not going to enjoy the process, I don't want to do it. Exactly. I don't want to do it. I completely believe in extended family in the sense it, it all comes from trust self-respect mutual respect wanting to enrich each other just like you will do for a family member when you're thinking like that you have your own little world of family you know and then you're good you're enjoying life, every moment of it, whatever you're doing. Doesn't mean we are not going to like disagree. Of course. 
We're going to disagree. But the thing is, our intention is pure, which is to support each other. And that's the bottom line. You know, then you're going to enjoy it and love it. I love this, too, because it sounds like another key ingredient for success. (laughs) Yes. Before I know that you have your restaurant to run, you've got your catering to run. I know that you're really busy and we've we've been on here for quite a while. There's two things, if you don't mind, before we let wrap this up and let you go back to your business. How do people connect with you? And what would you say to anyone listening? What would you want them to to learn to feel actually to feel about our conversation? What is your hope? for them to have gotten from this time that we've spent together? I'll answer the second one first. I hope everybody enjoyed the connection which we had and just the intention of sharing things which we love doing together and how it can help them have maybe a golden nugget here or there to see how they can apply it to their you know, path whatever it is maybe today maybe tomorrow maybe day after tomorrow who knows right uh the second part is um about today i mean it's it's all about i think a commitment to yourself when you commit to yourself to live your best life you figure out a way to do it the definition of your best life is very different for everybody. For me, it's all about connection. It's all about long-term connection. It's all about enriching yourself, but not at cost of anybody else. It's very, very important. Carry everybody together. Okay, you may be going slow but you will be walking with many and enjoying it. So that's the most important part for me. Thank you. Oh, that was so beautifully said. And also, where is the restaurant located? We need so we're to in downtown San Francisco <laughs> between, you know, on 160 Ellis Street between Powell and Mason. And... Uh, the best place to find out more about us is go to our website, newdelirestaurant.com. The way to connect with me is send me an email or look me up on Facebook or get in touch with Carmen. <laughs> One of my many roles. Chef, <laughs> thank you so much. I have enjoyed this time with you. I enjoy all my time with you, of course. But this was really special. I, I'm really glad that we got to do this in this way today. And I have a feeling because there's so much else that we are creating and we're doing together. This is not going to be the last interview, I suspect. <laughs> Thank you for including me. Thank you. I really you. appreciate it. I, I really appreciate your time. So thankful to the universe that you are in my circle of life. Thank you, Karma. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Thank you, <laughs> Chef. Thank Have you. a great day. And all thank right, you for bye. always, bye. always serving the community. Thank yeah. you, Chef. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.
Okay, yes, I'm a little, I'm a little verklempt, I think. <clears throat> I do love this process very much because even when I know someone, even when I'm working with someone, the interview webisode process allows for a different type of connection and a different type of interaction. And I hope you enjoyed today's special edition with Chef Ron John Day. That's it for today. We He's got to get back to work. Um, but next week, I will be back for our regular third Tuesday of the month webisode. It's November 16th at 7 p.m. We're back at 7 p.m. And my next guest is Craig Abea. He's an educator, a musician, a historian, a filmmaker, and a stage dad. We're going to learn all about what he does and how he helps our community because he's another amazing, incredible human being. He's not just my guest either. I've known Craig for a long time and I'm and we've never done this either, this interview thing. So I'm really excited for that. Um, again, you know, thank you for supporting us. Thank you to all of you for, you know, for being a part of this webisode. I love the fact that you are engaging with us and you are sharing your comments and your experiences on and off social media. But you're always welcome to like and comment and share our videos. And I hope, I really, truly hope the intention, the purpose of this is to perhaps in some small way help you get through to the next point, the next point in your path. And it hopefully opens up some dialogue and communication and ideas and that you find a little bit of inspiration. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this. And I'll see you next week, seven o'clock for our regular Confidence Strategies with Carmen Milagro. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye.